What are the secrets of those extraordinary individuals that have achieved extraordinary success? Listen to their stories, discover their knowledge bursts, make those connections. Get ready. It's time to start moving forward. John Lim here, and we're moving forward with Ian Chu. Ian is a director and consultant at Impact, a firm specializing in entrepreneurship programs and events, notably Impact Showcase, which has held events at the White House, the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, and the United Nations. Ian has been featured in some of today's most prestigious publications, including Fortune, Time, Forbes, Entrepreneur, and Business Insider, to name just a few. And on top of everything else, Ian is also a celebrated TEDx speaker. Hey, Ian, how are you today? Good. How are you doing, John? Awesome. It is great to have you on the show and so excited to share your story with our listeners. You have such a unique background, and I only covered a little bit on the intro. So I I was wondering if you could tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and share a little of your career journey. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, I, <laughs> I'm pretty much a mixed bag of different stuff I've done over the last few years. So I started off as a writer, uh, went into photography, started my own business, uh, didn't work, <laughs> oh, wow. and went to social media, and that didn't work too, and went into uh, a whole bunch of other projects. And I, in the last three years, though, I've been pretty successful in in doing content marketing. So I started a project that gained... 6,000 fans in, in a few years. And then with that, that started to launch other side projects. So I wrote a book. And uh, from there, I started working with some pretty cool entrepreneurs like uh, John Cochran, the, uh, one of the Bill Clinton's uh, White House speech writers, mm-hmm. and Larry Kim. And, and so from, yeah, just from there, I think it has been a pretty interesting path of uh, trying things not, not not working out and then <laughs> trying again and figure out something that, that works, uh, works uh, for me eventually. Yeah. So that's kind of the gist of my uh, um, five-year crazy career slash business journey, I guess. <laughs> and, and tell our listeners a little bit about the work that you're doing now at Impact. Yeah, for sure. So the work I do at Impact these days, uh, I do, so I manage operations for them. So that means that I do a lot of systems, HR. So um, pretty much standard job, really. I mean, I am very fortunate to work with uh, Michael Simmons and, and Sheena Lindell, the, the co-founders of, of the organization. So work, I work pretty closely with them and just really on a day-to-day basis. And apart from that, I actually also work uh, here and there on smaller projects with entrepreneurs on, on content marketing and just online content, really. I feel that just uh, dabbling in those areas, too. That's awesome. And for our listeners who may not be familiar, how would you define content marketing? Yeah, so that's that's a pretty good point. I think anything you produce online that is aimed for a certain goal, and I feel that if you have a commercial value in that, I feel that that can be considered content marketing. Like you don't have to make money, really, mm-hmm. of that, but I feel that you have a certain intent that you know that's, that's qualified as um content marketing but uh what's amazing john i feel that's a lot of content out there every single day and i feel that i think we are just in the world of content right now and it's, it's it's remarkable how much we write and we produce we we have videos on facebook and and just all the explosion recently in the last 10 years it's it's, it's pretty crazy yeah and uh, talk a little bit about how you got into content marketing i know you had mentioned that you you started out by a, uh, as a writer and then you you were on the entrepreneurial path and then you did a little bit of social media. So how did that shape your entry into content marketing? 
for me, I always like uh, expressing myself through through stories, John, and then just like through words. I feel that it's a lot you can do when you use the right language to communicate with your audience. And so, yeah. So for me, it's that sense of being able to move someone with, with your words, you know, and just like spoken wise, written wise. So, and for me, because I uh, grew up pretty shy, I have a lot of social anxiety. I used to have. And so that was the avenue for me to express a lot of how I feel without having to face those anxieties. Yeah. Yeah. So that's basically how I, I got started. And I think from, from that point, I just got, got addicted to telling stories and addicted to, to engaging your audience and really, you know, getting the sense of like what they want to, want to say. And you put that back in your writing next time. And it, it just, it's a whole cycle. Of and you know that too with podcasts and stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, yeah, uh, it's amazing. And I think it's so incredible. I mean, so you mentioned you you grew up really shy and you had social anxiety. So how did you kind of overcome that? You know, what was what helped you really kind of move forward? Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> I think it's after. So I, um, I know, uh, I think after I broke up with one of my well, after my ex, one of my exes dumped me and <laughs> yeah and so i think that that happened and you, I was you know like, Ian, it's so funny it's like all of us have a story <laughs> in which you know and i had leonard kim on the show and i know that i shared a story where it, it seems to be like a past relationship will always spark something new <laughs> <laughs> i i guess actually yeah you're, you're right <laughs> I don't know if there's a um, science to that. Maybe we have to look into that, Ian. <laughs> Maybe it's like three years into your yeah, your exactly, exactly. <laughs> you create uh, great goodness in the yeah. world, or something. Yeah, it's it's how I it's how I got back into acting, and that that got me into Star Trek, which is a whole other story. But getting back to your story, so you had this uh, relationship, and and then what what exactly did that spark for you? Yeah, well, I think Great Girl not compatible with that whole old story of not of not just not getting along. Yeah. Uh, that aside, I feel that so when that happened, I, I came back. So I did. I, so I did school in Canada for like five years. So when I broke up with when she broke up with me, I was in Asia. So when I went back to Canada, I just felt, or even overwhelmingly, I was like like crazily scared of like going out or even talking mm. to strangers. That became an issue, and for me, that's hard to take because. And I'm sure it's for your listeners to John. If you, every one of us wants to, wants to achieve something, and for me, I'm pretty out there in terms of my ambition. Yeah. So when you're not able to communicate in in person with, with you know your your business contacts, your your friends, even that just that's that's just really hard. So I mean, when that happened, I was like, you know, I I mean, there was there were two, there were few months I just didn't do anything. I was like, you know, I'm stuck. You know, I. I don't know what to do, you know, because I mean, obviously you have therapists, but I think that only can do that do so much for you. So how do you think about that differently for yourself on your own? And so it came to the point that I just got tired of myself. You know, like, look, you know, like, like what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like yeah. seriously, yeah. Like, I should do something. Right. So I, I took my camera and I went on the, went on the streets. And at that time, I really like um, humans of New York. So mm-hmm. I just did the same thing. You know, I said, you know, why not? I'll try. You know, I'm gonna try like talking to strangers, you know, what the heck, you know. And I mean, even like did the first interview the next day. It's like, you know, hey, like, you know, to a random stranger, like, hey, can you, can we talk? <laughs> and what, what was that like? So, like when you approached that first stranger on the street, I mean, what was that experience like for you? What was the response? Yeah, he, yeah, I, I, I remember he had a really nice red beard. So I think that helped me to. <laughs> not not be so nervous you know so uh, but that aside i feel that 
I, I think it was just a sense of connection, actually. I yeah. was looking at his eyes. I remember that. It was like a beautiful evening, John. Like, amazing evening. Mm. Uh, great sunset. You know, by the way, if you have a, uh, a girlfriend, you should totally do that. You know, bring them out to the sunsets. But that that's beside the point. <laughs> uh, the point is, like, when I, I look into his eyes in that evening. I said, wow, I actually felt a connection. Like, I felt when I was doing my writing. So I, at that point, I realized the commonality between like doing interviews and, 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 and writing. And, and I'm sure it's the same before, kind of the same for you too, John, you know, like that connection you, you felt when you talk to your interviewees or, yeah. or whoever. So, and that really sparked me to keep, keep doing more and more and more and more. So. Yeah. And talk about, and for our listeners who may not be familiar, you are also, I mean, you've also been a TEDx speaker. So from someone who was really shy and had social anxiety, I mean, you really made some leaps forward and uh, share with our listeners a little bit about what that experience was like. Yeah, for sure. So yeah, the things I always liked the stage, like from young, I remember when I was three years old, I was in a play, I was in some kind of weird frog costume on stage. And that was the first picture I had on stage. And so my mom always makes make fun of me. It's like, oh, yeah, like you're, you're the frog something. Um, <laughs> but so I always grew up on stage. Like, I mean, I love the stage, but I think that so when, you ha- when I started having social anxiety, John, like, I feel that like that came from frankly, uh, 11 years of bullying in the school system. Mm, yeah. So that, 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 that it was like, they came after, right? So I feel that my desire to perform, to, to be on stage and, and to, to uh, get the spotlight, <laughs> so to say, yeah. uh, that, that has always been a part of me. So when I spoke on the stage on TEDx, that, that was actually a very important moment for me, John. I feel that I, that was the first time actually in five years. I just did not talk in front of any crowds. Like, I mean, so what, 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 I was that scared, but like, I, that was just like that barrier, right? Yeah. And so when I, when I was on the stage, I was like, shit, am I going to like just pee my pants? <laughs> like, I was, <laughs> I was like, but then I started looking at the crowd, looking in the eyes, and I feel that I just felt a sense of connection. And I just felt, yeah, yeah this is it. This is where I should be. So. Yeah, and and I've talked and so about I, this. You know, uh, I've I've given podcasts on public speaking. I've lectured on this, and it, it really starts with making that personal connection with your audience, doesn't it? I mean, like each individual. I mean, you want to lock eyes with them, and that's how you can really get out of that anxiety and really develop that interpersonal connection. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah, and what was the subject of your TEDx talk? Yeah, so I mentioned that I did content marketing and slash journalism in the last three years, John. So I so I wrote a book. I did the Humans of Sacred Project, uh, did a whole bunch of other smaller stuff. So I basically why my to- my title of the the, the talk, well, the the title of my talk uh, is what I've learned from seven hundred interviews in three years. Wow. So I talk about that, you know, talk about what I've learned, and it's nothing, nothing to do about me. It's about like the commonalities we have as human beings. So I, I love your, 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 your team, John, like you know, moving forward, you know, you're um, getting inspiration, uh, uh, getting momentum and uh, just building your network. I feel that's, that's amazing. Cause I feel that it always go, goes back to the sense of connection I, I had yeah. uh, when we talk to any strangers. So, yeah. And moving forward, listeners, I mean, that's what it's all about. It's about making connections. It's about developing relationships. And that's how you're going to move forward. So I absolutely love it, Ian. Well, as someone who has done so much and who does so much, how do you get inspired each morning to conquer the day? Yeah. Uh, I For me, I feel that just waking up thinking about 
you know, the ones around me, really. Because I feel that for me, it's not always, it's, it's about me too. Because I mean, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, like who doesn't have an ego? You know, like, I mean, I love, I love getting praise and recognition, but yeah. uh, what, I mean, I mean, for me, I'm not sure about others, but I feel for me, I want to leave a legacy. So I feel that when I wake up, I feel, okay, great. Like, how can I help someone? How can mm. I contribute to the bigger cost? How can I build a bigger company? And so all these things are in my head all the time, John. I feel that when I wake up, I feel that, yeah, I'm, I'm ready to go. And even though if I'm sleeping less than three hours, uh, like right now, um, I, I feel <laughs> the sense of, of purpose. You know, it's yeah. like you're, you're ready, you're there. And, and, and it, it's been with me the last few years, and I'm thankful for, for all the great folks I've met uh, yeah. across, across the years, including you, obviously. So. Awesome. I love it. And moving forward, listeners, I think that's part of what should inspire you is having this purpose. And I love the way Ian talks about having this legacy and that that drive to help others to make an impact. Well, Ian, as you know, part of the career and entrepreneurial journey, no matter what route you take, it's about you're going to face setbacks. That's just part of life. So you alluded to some of this in your earlier story, but I was wondering if there's one particular time that you could share with our listeners where you really failed, where you felt like you hit a huge roadblock and a lesson you learned about when it's the right time to pivot or shift course. Right. Yeah, so I'm trying to do think of two things. Uh, oh, go for it. Was, there's one, well, actually, there's one that I felt, it wasn't so much of of. I wouldn't call it failure. It is failure on my part. I feel like I didn't do enough to help my friends. So one of my friends were, was in business and I uh, gave the person some money and I was like helping the person out to, in a few ways, you know, and, and just without pay, you know, I was like doing it just out of like the sense of helping helping the person. And when I did that, you know, I was told, oh, you know, things didn't things go well, like, you know, I'm, I'm great, I, I figure it out, whatever, you know. All this, all this, all this stuff that that means nothing, and and so a few months later, I, I and I found that, and a year later actually, I feel that uh, the business actually started doing well, and actually it, it closed like uh, mm. a year, a few. I think I'm not sure the timeline, but I think it basically closed soon after, and so that was pretty hard for me because uh, I put in money, I put in the time, I put in the effort to try to figure it out, but you know some things just don't work out, and and I don't think it's my friend's fault. I don't think it, it was really like. Uh, anybody's fault but like just it weighed on me i was like you know man like am i actually that good as i think yeah. you know and so that was a that was, a, that was a pretty big wake up call because you know I, I always thought oh you know i'm i'm a pretty good entrepreneur you know i have great connections and all that stuff but uh, you know at the end of the day like sometimes these things don't work like you have to face a reality and like what what that means like do you grow more or do you just be stagnant in your spot yeah so when i when i faced that choice like you know i it was really painful because i mean i didn't want to admit that like, i i was i fucked up <laughs> right, <laughs> you know right. and, and so well, i was like i mean you know, ian it sounds like <laughs> looking back on it you have a different perspective like you said in the beginning you don't necessarily see it as a failure so what changed like when you look back on that event what were some of the big takeaways and lessons that have really helped you today yeah so I, I think it's two things i think one is like the the relationship i had even though like the whole thing didn't work out the whole venture didn't work out uh i we, me and my friend we still talk and oh that's good and yeah. so i i feel that's uh that's important for me because i feel that like you know in business goes up and down that that's part of life it's part of like your being being an entrepreneur, you know, like things just don't work out sometimes. But for me, uh, if you can keep that relationship somehow and keep moving forward, 
<laughs> the pun. I like the pun. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Nicely done. And, and so, yeah, uh, I've been timing that actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love uh, it. You're like the best spokesperson for the podcast. So, actually, <laughs> yeah, hire me. She paid me yes, for yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, That'll be the say. next episode, listeners. Ian and I are going to go into business together. So, <laughs> hey, I should do some rap or something. Like, hey, yo, yo, John, like, <laughs> just paved the way for you. Hey, um, if you can come up with it on the spot, then you're hired. <laughs> <laughs> I saw pressure. Okay, I'll do it after. Yeah, <laughs> sounds good. But getting back to your story, so yeah. you know, maintaining the relationship was that really hard to do? Because I know I I've gone through this in my entrepreneurial journey that sometimes it's hard to maintain those relationships. Sometimes, especially if the business doesn't work out or if it doesn't go in the right direction, that can sometimes sour the relationship. So, what were some of the ways that you were able to maintain the relationship even though the business partnership ended? Yeah, so I feel <clears throat> yeah, it goes back to like my focus in life, John. I feel that I want to leave legacy. And does that matter actually in 10 years that this doesn't work out? Like, does it matter in even one year? And I feel that no, like, I still care for this, the, the same person the same way. So, yeah. why should that change, you know? And, and even though I'm disappointed, you know, in myself and, and obviously how the whole thing played out, but it goes back to the core value I have. I feel that at the end of the day, I'm still your friend. I, I still care about you. And, you know, things don't work out. We figure something out. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. I think that's a great perspective to have. It's not easy to do, but moving forward listeners, I think what Ian is sharing with you is that sometimes you can try something, it may not succeed, and you may be in this adventure or misadventure with someone that you're close with. And I think the big takeaway from what Ian is sharing with us today, moving forward listeners, is that if it doesn't work out, I love your perspective. Like, will it matter a year from now, two years from now? You know, probably not. I mean, it's it's an experience. It's something you can grow from, you can learn from, you can move forward. Now, Ian, you had mentioned that there were two things uh, you took away from that. So one was maintaining the relationship. What was the other takeaway for you? So I think, I think going back to that EO thing, John, I feel that you know, I grew up always thinking that, you know, I, I, did, I do pretty well, you know, like, I, I always like am that um, so-called high overachiever, you know? Yeah. And, and so I think the sense of failure came from like internally, I feel that, you know, I was doing well, I was uh, winning all these awards and, but deep inside I was like, man, I, I suck. Just like, I know that I'm not hitting my, my, my core purpose in life, like getting out there, helping others, you know, talking to them, making connections. And I, I wasn't doing that, you know. I was like, you know, sure, I mean, I was winning all these awards, but that almost is superficial compared to what I want to achieve. And so that sense of conflict in, turn, in, in, in myself that really blew up when, after the breakup, the whole breakup thing. And, and so I just felt like, hey, like this is, uh, you know, I've been thinking that I, I've been successful, but maybe not you know maybe it's not to what i want so like am i actually achieving what i want and it doesn't have to be you know like i know maybe richard branson or something you know but right. it's, it's more of like that that conflict you have internally so i felt uh there's a there, that was the first time i felt man you know what this is not working out for myself why can't what, what can i do to change things hmm. and, and so maybe it's not really directly answering your question but i feel that it's a sense of facing that reality and growing from the pain and, and, I, and I, I talk about that because I, I really respect um, there's a very famous investor uh, Ray Dalio who runs um, Rich Waters I mean, a pretty big hedge, hedge fund uh, company and so one of the things he talked about in his uh, writings is that you have to 
grow through pain. And if you want to go through pain, you have to accept that and acknowledge that. And so, uh, and just in retrospect, I mean, that was kind of the route I took to, to reface those, that fate, the sense of failure that I had about myself and then moving that to something that's actionable, that, that's doable, that's something I can move forward every day, you know? Yeah, I love that. And I mean, that's another huge knowledge burst moving forward listeners is being able to accept the, the pain that may come from failure, from trying something. You know, that's a big hurdle already, but then being able to embrace that, to to grow from that, I think that's huge, Ian, and that's a great share. I mean, I really appreciate you sharing that story as well as the two big takeaways. One about maintaining those relationships. I think that's really important, having that perspective, but also, you know, accepting what does failure do for you. And in this case, it sounds like it was really kind of realigning what you were doing like you were feeling like it wasn't simply that the business failed or whatever it was that i'm not really fulfilling my purpose i'm not hitting my core purpose and so that was the pivot point for you so that you could get onto the course towards success i I absolutely love it yeah that's great ian are you ready for the knowledge burst session I think I am, actually. It sounds kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? So many people say, oh, I'm, I don't know. It's a little scary. It's it's totally fun. We're going to have a good time. <laughs> I'm just going to ask you three questions. I'm going to switch it up a little bit on you. So maybe it won't be – it'll be maybe a little bit scarier than normally, but I love <laughs> this conversation. So I really want to uh, – I really want our listeners to benefit from it. So basically, I want you to share three game-changing resources and tips so that our listeners can move forward. So I'm going to ask you, I'm going to switch this up a little bit. So Ian, for our listeners who may be interested in exploring content marketing, I mean, what advice would you have for that listener? Um, yeah, I, I think it's, it's going to really depend on the type of content because I feel that each content there's a whole different ballgame, right? Yeah. Uh, but just, just in general, I feel that the, the idea we're creating content is that you want to do two things, like do quantity and quality. So by that, I mean that you want to produce as, as much as possible in terms of content. Just go out there, write shitty stuff, write good stuff, whatever. Produce every stuff every single day. And then what it does to, to your mind, John, is that it, it creates a habit. It creates mm, uh, a consistency yes. that you have. It creates a, 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 a mindset that's, that's going to change how you're going to think content moving forward. If you're writing like every week, that's great, dude. Nothing wrong with that. That's, that's all kudos to you. But if you're doing that, I mean, even more, maybe. And and so you're building that foundation for something that that's going to be greater. You can you can cross pollinate ideas like a year from now, with based on your over over older writing. And and that that's when you start to move towards quality. So you you want to produce a lot of shitty stuff, and I did that right, too. You know, right? Yeah, I wrote a lot oh, yeah. of bad. I, I listened to uh, some of my old episodes, and sometimes <laughs> I'll, I'll cringe. But I, I say this to moving forward listeners all the time. I mean, just start that podcast, start that blog, start that YouTube channel. I mean, some of your early stuff will be raw, but I mean, it's all about getting the content out, right? Precisely. Yeah, it's, it's it's starting, you know, like if, if sure, you know, the first 10, 100 blog posts, I'm not sure who talked about that. Was it Gary Winichark? Uh, somebody else. Um, over me say, but I, I think, think it, just I like, think it was Gary V. And I know that James Clear talks about that a lot. You know, he just, he says it's more important to be consistent than to to be a perfectionist when it comes to just creating content. 
Right, I'm sure I read it somewhere. Trying to actually read that instead of <laughs> just copying that. Um, yeah, so I remember reading that, and I thought, wow, this is great. And I feel, and again, I feel aligning that with my own experiences too. I created a lot of shitty articles, created some pretty cringy interviews, you know, like, and and I feel, but without that, you don't have a benchmark. Well, right. yeah, I mean, Without it prepared that, you for yeah. this interview, right? It's just like, you know, <laughs> so that you can come and inspire moving forward listeners. Oh, great. I was kind of worried that you're going to say, oh, this is not that good. <laughs> oh, no, this is awesome. I wish every interview was this is A-level. So, no, you're knocking it. I love it. Absolutely love it. Ian, for our listeners, so I, I've talked to people before and I've given speeches mm. where I really encourage people to start you know, putting more of themselves out there, especially in the digital space, you know, whether it's creating a blog, a podcast, a YouTube channel. And I have, I always have someone come up to me and say, well, you know, I'm a little shy. I don't know about putting myself out there, but Ian, as someone who was also shy and also had social anxiety, what advice do you have for that person? I mean, how do they get over that hurdle of like, I don't really know if I you know, I'm really nervous about hitting that publish button or, you know, putting that first piece out there. I'm really kind of shy about sharing a little bit of myself. Brian. Yeah, that's actually a weird question. Um, yeah, trying to think what I would say to myself uh, five years ago. Yeah, that's a, that's a great way to, to, to frame it. Like, what would you have said? Like, what would Ian Chu today say to Ian back then, you know, when back when you were really shy, back when you did have social anxiety? Oh yeah, I would just say to myself, "You're such a good-looking guy, man." Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, no. once once you stop, no, uh, you know, once we once you get all the niceties and like you know, like get going gaga over how good-looking you are, then what would you say to to young Ian? Which may be enough. I mean, do you think that would be enough to say for him to be like, "Oh yeah, I should just go ahead and get it out there." <laughs> uh, yeah, so I think I, I think it's understanding yourself. I think. And and I think it's gonna vary from one listener to another, so I don't want to generalize. But for right. for me anyway, I feel that what helps is that to you know before even starting something, that understand what's that minimum thing that you can do. What's the one thing that you can do that's gonna be like the create the least friction? If you're shy about publishing an article, can you start with a line on Facebook? Can you share it with a friend? Can you yeah. find a way that works for you, like mentally? Like don't like do not force yourself. There's no point forcing yourself right. in doing something that you're gonna feel like too scary about. Because I feel that in psychology we call it flooding. If you're doing too much, then it's right. not good for right. you mentally, right? So you want to scale back. You want to figure, okay, what's the biggest risk I can take right now that's gonna make me feel safe to, right? Yeah. In, in my space, and then expand it one day. One week, one month, build it slowly. It, it's a long game, you know. I feel yeah. that you know, if you figure that out and you can just keep expanding it a little by little, you don't have to push yourself like I did, you know, because I feel that I, I'm pretty crazy. Well, <laughs> so I do not recommend. Guy. I love it. I, but <laughs> I, I think that's such good advice. And that's, that's yeah. actually something I'm going to incorporate when I'm answering that question is that you don't necessarily have to release it upon the world as it is, you can start with a small audience, you can start with a safe audience. I mean, and I love that just what is your risk tolerance at that level? Because in the beginning, it may be, you know, at a certain level, and then it'll grow over time. And I like, I like what you're saying is, you know, don't, don't flood. And, and that's a, that's a concept that moving forward listeners should be familiar with. Just flooding is, is basically exposing yourself to, to, to the maximum version of whatever hesitation or fear you have. And I love what you're saying, Ian, is that you can start 
by something as simple as a Facebook post or maybe sharing a piece with a couple of trusted friends and family. And then you can kind of grow from there. So I, you can start, you know, at a comfort level and then you can build from there. And I think that's really good advice. Awesome. By the way, uh, we are really good at reframing, like rephrasing. That's, that's uh, <laughs> paraphrasing, I guess. Hey, I'm, sorry. No, I'm just going off of your lead. And if nothing else, <laughs> Ian will call you up and tell you how good looking you are. So that will be also added encouragement for, for you to get your stuff out there. Is that, can, we, can we give him your number? Oh, totally. 1-800. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Well, Ian, I'd like you to pick one and share with our listeners. Has there been any particular media? And it could be a movie, book, song, digital media, blog post, you name it, anything in particular, or travel or cultural experience that inspired you to move forward. Yeah, I'm trying to think of this one. Yeah, it's hard, right? I mean, people I, I talk to either they either have one right off the top of their head where they have they have to like kind of figure out, well, there's so many of them, they have to narrow it down. So if you want, you can go ahead and name your top two or three. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think the book that I like a lot recently, I feel that and it's I feel that it goes back to like the focus that I have these days. I feel that uh, the one thing, you know, by Gary Keller. I'm not sure if, if I'm saying this right. Is it Gary Keller or somebody else? Uh, I, think so, I think so. Yes. Yeah. So yes. I think it's uh, it's a book I would recommend for two reasons. Like one, it's related. It's what I believe in. And and secondly, I feel that for anyone who's facing challenges in life, I feel that it gives them clarity. Like it's because you can give a lot. You know, there's a lot of tactics and strategies out there, John. Like you know, you can name like hundred you know ways of doing something. But but is that going to be helpful for that person? So I, I'm all about psychology. Like, is that going to move that person forward today? Mm. And so if not, like, why can I recommend to that person? So in thinking of that person in mind, say the person is like stuck in something. So I'm going to say, hey, you know, like, look, I totally get it because I went through that first. But also like, you know, we have this book, you know, maybe that gives, gives us some inspiration to, to reframe uh, your fears, your, your, your hesitations, your doubts maybe. And then maybe that can make you feel yeah, ready to take a step forward eventually, right? Yeah. Well, that's a great resource here. Thank you so much for those knowledge bursts. So that wasn't too bad, was it? No, 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 no. I was like sweating, but that's, that's okay. <laughs> hey, Moving Forward listeners, you can find links to many of the books and resources mentioned by today's guest, along with offers to try out Audible and Amazon Prime. These are affiliate links for which I receive a small commission, which helps the podcast and is greatly appreciated. You can find these on the write-up for today's episode at bemovingforward.com. Well, Ian, we've got listeners from many different backgrounds, many different walks of life in many parts of the world, and some of whom are struggling. I mean, you know, they're not even yet at the point where they know they want to start content marketing or writing a blog or a YouTube channel. They're, they just don't know what they want to do. Maybe they're in a office right now. They're listening to this. They're listening to every word that you're saying, but they're still stuck. Maybe they're afraid, you know, because they've got the, the steady paycheck, but it's not something that excites them. It's not something that's hitting the core purpose like you talked about earlier. So what is the one thing that moving forward listeners can do to kind of jog them out of that and start moving forward? Yeah, great question, by the way. Um, you see, I'm like obsessed with questions. So I never do like 
interviews like this, like seriously, because I'm always thinking, oh, that's an amazing question. Like, it's like I do that all the time, and and, and for my interviews. Um, but that aside, um, coming for you, yeah, that's a, that's a high compliment. I really appreciate that. Yeah, but seriously, um, yeah. So this one, if there's one thing, I'm trying to think of that that one. That's so I do a lot of mentoring coaching. So I think what I would say. I, I think if someone's struggling and going through challenges and I, I feel like the easy thing to say is don't focus on your goals, but that's that's not it. I feel the key here is actually like focus on relationships. And and that sounds mm-hmm. pretty cliche, but let me explain why that is that actually so important. I feel that in this day I feel that it's hard to know okay, how, how are you gonna know like how which job you get the next year? Are you gonna know which who you married the next five years? No, it's hard. It's very hard to say because like there's a lot of complexity or like things that we just don't we can't predict in in, in in ten years. And for human minds to predict stuff like that, you know, like science says that nope, you know that we just don't we just do a shitty job at that. So like why why do we try to predict stuff? So and and it's the same with goals or same with achievements. Like if you want to aim for that, that's that's you know that's fantastic. But uh. If you are struggling, then maybe that shouldn't be the first thing you're focusing on. Maybe you should talk about, okay, I'm going to talk to this person. I'm going to build a connection. And maybe that's easier. You know, That's easier for you to start getting the resources you need, getting the foundation. And, and I feel for me, everything goes back to sequencing. How do you take next step to, to, to be prepared for the larger step? And so, um, yeah, so like I feel that building a network is the key this sense because you you can you can, you can take it anywhere you go you, you travel to Thailand you you go to I don't know somewhere down south in in the states you know uh, you have that you have that that network with you as long as you keep maintaining it keep nourishing it and compared to other physical resources or or, or um, career investments that you would do which is I I think they are both important too but if someone's like struggling you should start with building that network. I yes. feel that it doesn't have to be, oh, I'm going to get something out of you, John. Like, you know, can you introduce me to, I don't know, some <laughs> some guy in Star Trek? George, yeah, George, maybe. Yeah. George. <laughs> yeah. I'll but, give George know, a call hey, right I, after I, the interview. <laughs> yeah, hey, totally. I want a selfie. Like, can you, you know, <laughs> hook me up, whatever. Uh, but that that's that's not the way to think about your network. I feel yeah. that it's... it's, well, it's, that's, a, it's a, that's great, Ian. I mean, like, it. talk about, like... And, and network is such a buzzword. So, and you mm-hmm. you cultivate relationships so well. I think it's it's one of your core strengths. It's something that I admire about you. So, when how would you define networking for uh, the moving forward listeners? Yeah, that's a good point. So maybe I should use networks. <laughs> I know that's, that that has a pretty sleazy reputation, right? As we all know. So I would call it this building a community i think mm, that's yes, again that's yes. that sounds obvious but let me explain why that's important and and so when i talk about community you you want a bunch of people who are very supportive of what you do and who are aligned with your values and doesn't have to be you know in your industry doesn't have to be around the same level it can be from folks all over the place across different levels of career change business change but the key is that they are here for you and you you want that first because you see, when things go up and down, who's gonna who's who's gonna support you? You know, your friends, your your core network, your core core bunch of folks who who rely, who trust on you, who depend on you. And so you want those folks to be there for you. And and so and especially if you keep growing and scaling, you know, whatever you're doing, you want that because like you know, there are times there are gonna be times that you just 
when you don't have that, that's gonna break you, you know? Yeah. So you want that to have, you want that, you want to have that. But I feel that uh, even more so, if you are, you're gonna like be successful. And I don't say that I don't, I don't think it's it's for everyone, but I think it's for a lot of people. You, 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 you only, you are only one person, you know, like, like John, you're one person. I'm one person, you know, I, I'm not going to be like, unless I re- reproduce somehow, you know, right. <laughs> but guys, you can't. Um, so you have to think about that. Like, what, what are you trying to achieve? But and can you do that more efficiently? Can you do it faster? And you have that band of folks who are around you, supporting you, rallying around your cause, man, like you can go a lot further than you would alone yes so and, and scout we need that sense of collaboration really that, that spirit of like working together you know going through hard times laughing about it too i think that's important too so yeah. you have that you have everything so i love it and moving forward listeners i absolutely love it you know whether you call it networking or i love the way ian framed it like building a community surround yourself with different people who can not only, you know, offer advice or give guidance or value, but also can see you through those, those tough times and also can be there to laugh. And I think that's so important and such a underutilized and underrated, uh, you know, skill or whatever moment is to have that power of laughter. And Ian, I think that's really, really powerful. And, And moving forward, listeners embrace that. Even before you start the goal setting process, I think it's great to just start with the relationships that you have that can give you a lot of perspective. So Ian, thank you so much for sharing that. Yeah, yeah, totally. One more thing I would add is that I think, especially when you're a lot like what I was four years ago, I have been very, very lucky and grateful for mentors who just, you know, talk to me, you know, not even, I didn't know what the hell I'm doing, you know, I was in university, right. I was like doing, doing shit, basically, you know, not doing anything, uh, that's, that's remarkable, but, you know, they, they told me aside, hey, you know, let's, let's talk, seems like you have some good, good, good ideas, let's talk about it, and, and so I think if you want to grow, that's the fastest way to grow. I mean, obviously, there's reading and learning. There's all this stuff. But for, for me, you, 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 just, you just do so much more when you, you reach out and connect. So you, for one, you build that relationship, right? You can go back to that time and again, uh, work with a person or invest that person or that person is going to go give back to you. Yeah. That's one. Secondly, like if you want to learn, like why, what better source of, of learning from a, an expert yeah. or like a, a veteran? So. Absolutely. No, I think mentors, yeah. I, that's such a great point, Ian, is, you know, have a mentor. And it, it doesn't necessarily have to be a formal relationship. It can be someone you look up to, someone who, you know, has more experience for success in a certain field that maybe you're interested in. Have those conversations and share those ideas. I mean, share what's going on with you. I think that's really important. And Ian, two two great pieces of advice for moving forward listeners. So, Awesome, awesome stuff. Well, Ian, what is next for you? Yeah, so that's a good point. I, I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I think right now I'm really happy with the work I do with Micah Simmons and a whole bunch of other great folks. And and so, uh, yeah. So that's uh, that's that's one. I I am writing a lot more uh, articles. We we just helping out Micah Simmons on 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 different platforms like Fortune and, and so on. So yeah. So I think that that's been pretty pretty fun you know we're writing articles on learning and and just how we learn faster i think that's and the key happy to this something that we should talk about next time and uh for me personally i haven't yeah i haven't done too too much i mean i'm pretty focused on uh, my career i'm pretty um just out there just to connect and network so um 
yeah, I think I'm in a pretty good spot so far. Yeah, that's awesome. And we'll have your work and uh, some some of your articles posted on the write-up. So moving forward, listeners, you can check those out. Well, Ian, how can our listeners connect with you and learn more about the great work that you're doing? Yeah, well, I mean, reach out to me anytime. Uh, it's uh, ianshu.com. And I think my LinkedIn should be on there. My um, email should be on there. So yeah, feel free to reach out and say hi. I'm, I, I'm happy to chat always. Awesome. Awesome. Well, moving forward, listeners, I mean, you pretty much had a great coaching and mentoring session from Ian Chu. So I hope you will take <laughs> that to heart. Ian, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. At, what time is it over there, by the way? Because I, 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 you know, we're doing this interview right now. It's 8.30 p.m. here, but it's way early in the morning. And, and share with our listeners where you're located, because I don't think I asked you that in the beginning. Oh, no, no, it's all good. Uh, so I moved back from Canada uh, two months ago. So I'm now back in Malaysia. So where I was from. Uh, yes. So yeah, I've been back. And for it's months, early, so. early morning there. So moving forward, listeners, you heard it from Ian in Malaysia. He shared his knowledge bursts and experiences so that you can move forward. Ian, thank you so much. No, my pleasure. Moving forward, listeners, so many great takeaways from Ian's story today. I love the way he talked about reframing failure. Also, the way he was able to overcome his fears and social anxiety by putting himself out there as a content marketer and a public speaker. I mean, how amazing is that? We had Mary Fernandez on about a month ago who also talked about the power of content marketing. It is an incredible way that so many individuals have been able to not only build their network and build great connections in a community, as Ian talked about, but also to inspire so many people to make those pivots so they can move forward in their lives, in their careers. And to learn more about Ian and all of our extraordinary guests on Moving Forward, check us out, bemovingforward.com. We're also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. And if you're new to the podcast, welcome, welcome. You can check out new episodes every Tuesday. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play, and iHeartRadio. And I want to say happy, happy Thanksgiving to all of our U.S.-based listeners, both here and abroad. And I especially want to thank the members of our armed forces who are serving overseas. Thank you so much for your service and sacrifice. I also want to give a shout out to our international listeners. I'm so grateful that we're all moving forward together. Join us next Tuesday for another extraordinary guest. Have a great holiday. Have a great week. And remember, always be moving forward. Now it's time for you to move forward and unlock the extraordinary in you. Moving Forward is produced by John Lim and Bali Solutions, LLC. All rights reserved.